This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Friday, the great Aretha Franklin, two uh, great spots by Bill White and John Katsimatidis. Curtis is going to jump in for a couple of minutes before Judge Napolitano, and ordinarily on this day, we would start with the mayor, Eric Adams. He's gone completely bonkers. I don't care whether you like him, Todd Shapiro, John, I don't care who you are. He's gone nuts. I mean, this guy... Talking about God calling him 30 years ago. She's calling him, but God reaching out to him. And on that same day, he talked about Denzel Washington and glory. And yesterday, he brought up the name Kunto Kinte. He said it incorrectly from Roots and talked about the scars on his back. I mean, he's gone completely bonkers. Seriously. But we're not going to start there today. It is Gay Pride Day today at this station. Uh, by the way, the screen I'm watching here. Sitting friends in the morning, you'll see these videos later. I'm wearing red. The screen is red. Curtis is wearing red. But Curtis, there's a gentleman named Carl Capo Torto. And I believe he played little Paulie Germani in The Sopranos. And he wrote something a while ago where he talks about you, which I think is going to shock people. In fact, I would advise you, stop the car. Pull over, shut off the ignition, because you're about to hear something about Curtis Sliwa on this gay pride day today that you're not going to believe. Tell him, Kurt. Well, he wrote in his memoirs, Twisted Head, an Italian-American memoir that he had worked for me in the closing crew of McDonald's, where I started the Guardian Angels in 1979. And that... uh, Many of the members of that closing crew were gay. He was Is gay, that right? but nobody knew. Carl nobody was knew. gay? He was gay. In real life? Yes. So I wonder if, uh, you know, when Joe Ganescoli went to David Chase, and to this day every cast member hates Ganescoli's guts for it, and ended up playing the gay veto character, did Carl inspire him? or not? Probably not, right? No. You never know. You I never don't know, know what yeah. went on behind uh, the, the, <laughs> the curtains. Right? He did, the rear admiral. Very good. Yes. But you, you heard Bill White speak. And a lot of people don't realize it was 1977 in the very projects where Bernard McGurk was brought up in the heart of the South Bronx. We're talking the Monroe Housing Project, Soundview. Can't get any worse. It was worse then with all the gangs, black spades. I mean, and I was asked by one of my closers, a guy named Ralphie, who was very effeminate. He said, would you be kind enough to marry me and my boyfriend, Vinny? Wait a second. So Ralphie's in your crew, this McDonald's crew. Yes. Clearly he's gay. He's asking you to marry a guy, Vinny, in the year 1977 when bashing Gade's heads in was a cool thing to do. And they came to you, Mr. Tough Guy, to marry them? Well, because 
Ralphie had seen that when I was in front of the counter of the store, if you use any derogatory language towards any of the gays or lesbians who work for me, I go over the counter and fight you. So you don't talk like that in this restaurant. You actually had a sign that said that. Good Ab- for you. Absolutely. Good for you, Curtis. And this is what uh, Carl Capitoro Toro reports on. He writes in the memoir. Now, I married them in a huge community hall in the Monroe Housing Project. Curtis Sliwa, let me just say it again, married Vinny and Ralph Back in 1977. And all the Democrats were opposed to gay and lesbian marriage, remember? Like Barack Obama, Joe Biden, all the folks now that tell you about the rainbow flag. And as Bill White pointed out earlier today, the only president, the only president to have gay people first, first in his cabinet, Rick Grinnell, was Donald Trump. Pete Buttigieg came later. So, yes, the Democrats are full of shizzle. Bill and Hillary had the Defense of the Marriage Act. Would not permit gays and lesbians to get married, right? That was in the 90s. Correct. I had done the marriage in 1977. So I'm working over the worst four years of my life, Salem Communications. The Holy Rollers over there, you know, they, they'll sell you a, a, a dollar a holla, you know, on WMCA, no. the, the Holy Rollers. Is and that, I was working Phil, there at the time. Is Phil Boyce there now? Yeah, Phil Boyce, yeah. Uh, the rest of them. Uh, they couldn't have been any worse to me for four years. It was the worst part of my life. I'll never get it back. And nobody listened, by the way. So the the, the CEO sees this because it came out in the Huffington Post. And he goes, we're going to fire you for this. This is against family values. You did a gay marriage in 1977. I said, yeah. Tell me when you're going to fire me, and I'll have the press conference at State Supreme Court and sue you, you homophobe, for every nickel, diamond, penny you have. <laughs> yeah. And didn't you tell me that when you're running for mayor against Adams, they wanted to bring up stuff about you, portraying you, and Adams still called you a racist, which was really despicable and ridiculous because nobody does more for African Americans. I saw it. I was on the train that night with the Guardian Angels when every person in Penn Station that hugged and kissed you was a black person. But they were going to try to go that homophobe direction, too, yeah. but they would have failed because, hey, I married a gay couple 40 years ago. Well, actually, they discovered that when they did their deep research, the Huffington Post article, it says, Curtis Lee, gay marriage officiate. It was in the book of Carl Capitordo, Twisted Head Italian-American Memoir. They had it all ready to go. They were going to drop it on my head right before Gay Pride, which is this weekend. And then they realized, oh, no, you're going to give this guy all this attention as being a pioneer, the first. And as uh, Carl called me at the end, he said, but for me, Curtis was a freedom rider. He was ahead of his time. And so people don't realize that. I didn't realize that. That's the way I was born and raised by my parents. You don't disparage people. You always inquire. Why are they different? You have conversations with them. I had an apartment on Barrow Street in Greenwich uh, Village when my sister, Alita, my older sister, was on the road in the production Hair. She was in the musical Hair. They were in Amsterdam. She said, can you watch my apartment uh, over the summer? And there I was exposed to all kinds of gays and lesbians. Across the street, there was Bette Midler there with a guy. He was playing the piano at the piano bar. If he has another facelift, Barry Manilow, and his face will snap. Right. She was actually one of his backup singers or dancers. I mean, look, it was that time of gay pride, Stonewall. Look, I knew I was heterosexual. I'm not afraid. You want to inquire. You want to learn. 
Why are you the way you are? And they tell me, we were born this way. Curtis, yeah. what, what do you think? Yeah. We chose this life where people are going to attack us and savagely. Well, you, know, you, you know what I've noticed? Uh, men are born that way. I mean, yes. there are some men that try to fight it. They get married. They have kids. But they hate themselves the whole time. But there seems to be the last 20 or 30 years with girls, teenage girls, and it's a curiosity thing, where they'll be heterosexual their whole lives and then spend a couple of years being gay. They go back to being heterosexuals, but I believe men are born with it. But girls, younger girls, tend to, like I just said, out of curiosity, experiment, and they do it based on the time. Well, that, is, that, is that right? That, you know, I kissed a girl, uh, as you know, that famous song, yes. yeah, I kissed yes. a girl, Katy Perry. Yeah. But also they've been scorned by men. They hate men. Well, yeah. Look at no, how I, many. No, I, I look did, how many women. No, I did drive a couple of girls to lesbians. Uh, yes, I, I, did. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, abused by men, uh, sexually assaulted oh, by I don't men. Mean that. No, no, it's no. horror, breaking hearts. I mean, and I'm, so they, yeah. they they explore a little bit. Yeah, that's where bisexuality came about, especially. Yeah. But I I think for the most part, almost every gay and lesbian that I met, and this goes back to the sixties when my cousin Jimmy Lonegro uh, had the Plymouth Rock uh, Theater. In Massachusetts with his partner, Leon. This is in the 60s. And most of the actors and actresses, some of them very famous, were gays and lesbians. Of course. So I'm, what, eight? I'm not frightened of them. I'm realizing, just like you and me, they just want to have a life. They want to enjoy being here in America. So when I was asked to do that gay marriage, first ever in New York State, go ahead, everybody out there, right? Accuse me of being a homophobe. The Eric Adams team, and they realize, no, if you if you drop this on his head, oh, man, this is going to explode on you, and you're going to give him a lot of attention. Wow. This is, uh, this is shocking, a shocking development. Curtis Sliwa, the first to marry a gay couple in New York. Now, I know you did it in 1977, Vinny and Ralph, and I know Carl wrote this, but I'll be 100% sure either way you got to be one of the first. But are we sure you were actually the very first? You tell me anybody who tried to do that no, in the 70s, I could, right? No, no, no. You'd be couldn't. in jail. And by the way, <laughs> if you notice, later on it says, yeah, and Curtis was doing the robot all night long. I saw that. Wide in distance, dripping sweat, poking out moves in a freakish trance because I was the disco guy. Yes, and you in, still in, are. Right, in the, in, in the uh, what they call the marshmallow shoes. <laughs> Not easy to do, right? Oh, but you can do it. Hey, uh, thank you for that. We'll get back to our regular stuff tomorrow, of course. We're getting awfully close now to City Council Day. Curtis coming up on Tuesday. And as I mentioned, Mayor Eric Adams coming up at 12 o'clock. Curtis Sliwa, we'll have all that stuff for you. Back again with me tomorrow. But thank you for that. Uh, that is well, an I unbelievable say just one story. Brief thing. He yesterday uh, in his drug-induced psychosis said that there was a co- coordinated effort to relegate him to a one-term mayor. He wouldn't say who it was. It's me, Eric Adams. Every waking moment of my day and my life, I'm working to make sure you're a one-term mayor because you're a crackpot. You're crazy. You're a bots. You're a titch. All the furniture is upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms. Kunda Kinte. There it is, folks. Curtis Sliwa.